Welcome to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast that's never been introduced by Ski until today. It has been once. I think I did an intro one time. Yeah, and it went badly. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why I gave him a document that said... Read me! Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Sophia's Choice, the podcast equivalent of a 22-inch dildo. My name's Ski, and I'll be the loop for this week's episode. <laughs> joining me is the inspiration for that 22-inch dildo, Brent. Hello. Aww. And joining us is our resident orifice, Alan. <laughs> Brent's dream come true. <laughs> if this is your first time joining us, we're going to spend the next hour violating your ears with more Golden Girl-related buffoonery than a decent God-fearing man should or could sanction. <laughs> Could or should. That well, actually worked a, out great that way. Yeah, I made a mistake. It just says could, but should, could yeah, or should work. Yeah. Yeah. Once we've probed this week's nuts and crannies. <laughs> nuts and crannies? It says nuts. Oh, okay. yeah. We'll pick our MVPs and award the episode upwards of eight slices of cheesecake. So this week, Alan will be providing a recap of season eight, episode 18. You've lost that living feeling. Will the spirit of Eric Christmas inspire him to fess up? Or will he do a deep dive to get the, the Stephen Root of the matter, or to the Stephen Root of the matter? Let's listen and find out together. Alan? Now, I'm having to guess that part of the reason you had Ski read that one, <laughs> two reasons. A, obviously, you had that joke that you wanted to, yeah. <laughs> get, you know, to attribute to yourself. Yeah. So that was number one. Number two is I think you probably came up with this uh, intro, at least in part, and you're like, hmm. This is a little too vile for me yeah. to read. <laughs> I can't pull that off. Yeah, right up Ski's alley, though. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, right exactly up his well lubricated right. alley. Exactly. <laughs> I saw this meme online, <laughs> and it said the um, the dildo of consequences rarely comes with a lube. <laughs> <laughs> and I really appreciated that sentiment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should just repurpose that for us. And then you're exactly right. I was like, well, this is too crass for me. I know what I'll do. Something else I've had on my bucket list. <laughs> How did I do? Is that you did right? great. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, and your one foible, I mean, actually turned out to make it even yeah. even better than it was. So yeah. a good intro provided by Brent, read yeah. by Ski. Um, yeah. Nicely done, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for including me. I feel, yeah. I feel <laughs> purposeful. So I... Uh, I thought you guys don't typically ever mind if I mentioned some listener interactions. Like no, to hear it, actually. Yeah. We had one of our more commented on posts. Uh, well, obviously, a couple weeks ago, or at this point, um, it's been a couple months ago, uh, with the Halloween uh, with yeah. Ski's Pumpkins. Kudos, Ski. Another one along those again? lines is for the week of Thanksgiving. I, I, don't, mm. I know, do you read the posts I put on Facebook? Mm-hmm. I don't uh, follow us. I thought you did. Um, at least I think you did at one point. And yeah. Maybe you stopped. Yeah. But, I think yeah, at anyway. the end of this, I'll... I'll Probably join and we'll read them all. Okay, well, I mean, y'all have you know, yeah. two hundred or whatever. Just to, for the sentimentality of it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I post um, the week of Thanksgiving, which is this week that we're in, that we're mm-hmm. recording in right yeah. now. Uh, I said Thanksgiving is upon us, and we have many blessings to count. We are thankful for our family, our friends, and the people that have uh, subjected themselves to our podcast for all these years. Mm-hmm. We sincerely appreciate you listening, and especially those of you who have reached out throughout the course of the series. You really make this experience worthwhile, and it means more than we can say. Indubitably. Sorry yeah. for expressing our genuine feelings. Uh, we will try to avoid that in the future. <laughs> uh, please join us for all on an episode yeah, of yeah. Sophia's Choice, available yeah. now. And uh, that did elicit uh, a few responses. We got a message from uh, from China. 
Nice. Um, she said, uh, I'm a little behind right now, but just wanted to say how glad I am that you guys have been powering through the recaps. I accidentally started the listening to your Golden Palace recaps before realizing I hadn't finished the series finale episode. Yeah. FYI, I've seen both the Golden Palace and Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. Thanks again, and happy Thanksgiving. Very nice. Thank Back you. Catch yeah. And I just said, uh, I'm so glad you have powered through the listening process. I'd say you're doing the real work here. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, of course, you guys are a treat. Oh, so very you. nice. It's always nice to hear, yeah. yeah. And then, God uh, bless you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Christy, she said, uh, I quickly blazed through the Golden Girl seasons and figured I wouldn't listen to the Golden Palace episodes just because I never cared for the show. Mm -hmm. But here I am listening each week. Very nice. Um, I said, uh, thank you for sticking around. Even though the source material isn't quite as good, I can confidently say that our recast for Golden Girls is the same quality as our recast for Golden Palace. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> for that, you have our sincere apologies. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, and then she put in a, a, he means vasectomy is still cracking me up. Um, <laughs> so I just put a face, like the face palm type thing. Like, yeah. you know, but, um, and then Jennifer, she said, uh, OMG feelings. I don't know what to do now. And I said, just ignore them. They will go away. Yeah. Um, Cram them way down. And Stacy said, uh, I hope there is a cream for this uncomfortable situation. Must get rid of the <laughs> sentimentality immediately. Mm -hmm. Happy Thanksgiving. And I said, don't, do it. don't despair. There is a treatment. The more episodes you listen to, the colder and darker your heart will become, snuffing out all sentimentality before it even starts. Mm -hmm. I would prescribe a few re-listens to season one, episode 20, if those feelings start to crop again. <laughs> so. That's what I was going to say. You know, Alan's feelings never last longer than eight hours. <laughs> right. And if they do, he contacts his physician. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Eight hours, that's a long time to have feelings. I think it's only four that I'm supposed to have feelings for. <laughs> four or less. I thought the commercial was eight hours. I think it's four hours. Really? Yeah, I think it's If you're feeling. talking about Viagra, it's definitely four hours. Really? I may mean, now have by no, no personal uh, experience. Don't reach into that. Yeah. But I definitely know it was four, four hours. It's barely enough time to haul those bathtubs down to the beach. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that's why you gotta you gotta be in the one percent where you just have to haul them out to your uh, deck. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I just imagine like with your setup at your house, you know, like with the backyard right there. Uh -huh. Like, don't you guys have like a fence or something? Yeah, there? a privacy fence. Yeah. yeah, I just imagine you sitting in your hot tub with the fence. You know, just like. It just doesn't seem like the hot tub sit or the bathtub sitting view mm -hmm. to me is yeah. a privacy fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even for Sherry and I, like if we were we just have trees behind us. So I don't yeah. feel like it's that, you know, like oh how romantic trees. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to have a beach to pull your tub out into the deck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to add before I jump into the episode? Was this a part one? No, no, it was just a, a one-part episode also. That's what I was thinking. Uh, for some reason, I think that was left over from another time. I had part one written down at the top of my paper, ah. and then I was panicking. <laughs> I was like, did it end on a cliffhanger? Did I hit it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't think it did. I didn't think there was a part two coming. So. Right. <laughs> um, well, this is, uh, as alluded to, uh, the Golden Palace episode 18. Mm -hmm. um, you've lost that living feeling. Uh, this was originally aired on February 19th, 1993, mm -hmm. written by uh, Marco Panette and oh, directed yeah. by Peter D. Byte. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I figured a couple things here. One, okay. this was on uh, February 19th, which, if I'm not mistaken, would have been exactly three months after your birthday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think now, then, 
this is the first time I've seen you since your birthday. Correct. Yes. Although, I mean, I guess technically two weeks ago um, mm-hmm. by our listeners' standards. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I have a birthday present for Yay. you. So I wanted to give that to you. And Also, you side note, we uh, just recorded three in a row by Peter T. Bites. And I think that's the first three in a row that he's ever directed. Oh, okay. Very nice. And maybe and obviously the last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless he has another three episodes in a row this he season. He does not. Okay. Does not. Okay. I think he has maybe one or two more episodes, but they're not yeah. consecutive like this. Yeah. I, thought, I just thought he was like the Terry Hughes of Golden Palace and yeah. <laughs> nonstop. Thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. You haven't opened it yet. Oh, that's really great. <laughs> I got a framed photograph of Ernest. This says your old buddy Ernest T. Worrell. It just says Ernest, but he's holding some tin roof Sunday. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if that's I'm assuming that is a uh, a facsimile signature because I yeah. bought that in a um, I, it was in an antique shop <laughs> of all places. <laughs> but I mean, it says antiques. It was essentially one of those kind of places where it looks like a slightly upscaled flea market. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was like that's kind of great. I need to buy that for somebody. Yeah. Um, and I decided that you were that somebody. Thank Can you. I look at it again? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Oh man. Luckily, our listening audience, I'm sure all of them know who Ernest is. Um, yes. Like, our kids do not, <laughs> but... Well, the Tin Roof Sunday is, is country fresh brand. Mm-hmm. You got a pretty shiny watch there. Yeah. I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a copy of The Importance of Being Earnest. You know, not the, <laughs> not the bullshit literary one, but The Life of Actor Jim Barney. Asterix stuff that Vern doesn't even know by Justin Lloyd. That's pretty but, awesome. Yeah, he's where um, it's a young, sexy Ernest with a little <laughs> star David pendant. So. Now you have not oh, read wow. that, have you? I have not. Okay, I have good. Not. It actually I have ever seen a picture reviews, of him like that. So, yeah. I thought I don't know for whatever reason I saw the picture and thought of you, and I was like, oh, I need to get a little something to go with that, and yeah. then saw that he had a book, and I was like, the name of that book is perfect. It is, and so it looks like Jim Morrison in the front. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a good looking dude there, yeah. He definitely yeah. doesn't look like the goofy character that he went on to play. Yeah. yeah. So, as, for those that don't know, you know, but throughout the 1980s and 1990s, Ernest, the lovable blue collar buffoon, was a staple in commercials, movies, and an award winning TV show. Today, millions of fans still mourn the loss of Jim Barney, who portrayed Ernest and who died at age 50 in 2000 of cancer. Ernest fans are getting the biography they have been waiting for in this comprehensive work by Jim's nephew, Justin. I didn't realize he died so early in his yeah. life. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, so I got three more years until like we're, I'm Yeah, we're almost all there, coil. yeah. <laughs> the importance of being Ernest, uh, the life of actor Jim Barney, traces Jim's journey from a child in Kentucky with dreams of being a stage and film actor to becoming an iconic entertainment figure in the tradition of Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Hand in hand, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the little tramp is just the poor man's. <laughs> Jim Barney. <laughs> exactly, Ernest. The uh, book is based on numerous interviews with family members and intimates of Jim who have never spoken publicly before about how he overcame personal professional obstacles to attain success. But with that success came a price. Jim longed for roles beyond Ernest, and they were difficult to come by because of his symbiosis with the character. Yet Jim persevered, ultimately winning roles such as Jed Clamp in the Beverly Hillbillies film and the voice of Slinky Dog in the first two Toy Story movies. Huh. I didn't book, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the book also explores the genius of the Nashville advertising agency that created Ernest and how it spread its popularity. 
Even at the height of his career, Jim never forgot he was a descendant of Appalachian coal miners. He always strove for authenticity and humanity inside his hillbilly humor, endearing him to fans from every walk of life. The importance of being earnest documents the life of an unforgettable figure in American comedy whose legacy endures today. Then uh, little author bio here. Justin Lloyd is Jim Varney's nephew. He spent over five years researching and writing The Importance of Being Earnest. It is his first book. Justin lives with his family in central Kentucky. His second book will be about another uncle that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you had lived that last I one. did. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to tell us how good the book is when you're yeah, done. I will. And Brent's quite the avid reader. Yeah, so he'll I probably tell us next time we see him. Yeah, <laughs> my guess is he'll be done with this before Thanksgiving weekend is over for us. <laughs> squeeze in another deep dive on Ernest between now and <laughs> the end of the season. So I know that early in the year you had, now granted, you still have a month to go by. Uh, so I know this is debuting on uh, mm -hmm. the January 8th, I believe it'll be. Mm -hmm. um, so you, But you still have a month of 2023 left, uh, a little over a month actually. Yeah. How many books are you up to for 2023 if you continue oh, yeah, to, you to a, track? You had yeah. a goal. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, so I had, I read 91 last year. Okay. And I am currently, I want to say like 85. Oh, okay. So I've got like a month to do six. Think so you'll, think you'll do it? It'll be close. Okay. Um, I am curious because I think some of them that I read this year were longer than last year. Okay. So if I do like my page count, I bet I'm ahead, mm -hmm. you know. And in my defense, I also did more audiobooks this year than last year. Okay. So, so I'll see. But yeah, um, my... Do you count the audiobooks in your I overall don't. body count? I don't. Okay. I don't. And unfortunately, my phone's upstairs charging, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm at 85. I know I'm definitely was at 91 last year, and I think I'm at 85 this year. Okay. That's pretty good still. So. That's, that's extremely good, yeah. actually. The most recent book I read was about uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly book. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I read 85 greeting cards in a year, so. It's <laughs> 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 impressive. Um, well, I, I uh, commend you on your uh, yeah. adamant, or uh, yeah, not do adamant, you, that's Do you include rereads if you've read it before? Or yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I may be rivaling you then, yeah. But most of the books I've read, mm -hmm. probably like ten pages or so. No, like Camden's <laughs> Camden's books. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I've reread anything this year. Like nothing, everything has been brand new to me. Okay. Do you so. have a number one for twenty twenty three? I mean, not necessarily came out this year, but for you personally, like my favorite book that I read this year. Yeah. Um. Nothing's really like jumping out to me like, oh, that was great. I will say that you know, I mentioned, you know, I finally went through and I guess that doesn't count because I was an audio book. So I don't count that. Um, um, yeah, you, you could. It's your, you're setting the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the criteria. <laughs> yeah. Um, look that. I really liked um, Dilla Time about Jay Dilla. I thought All that right. one was really, really good. Um, I really liked. Yeah, I was gonna say how to do nothing, but I also ended up just doing that one on audiobook as well. Um, the I'll tell you a book that I was suitably impressed by. Okay, um, that was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite book of the year. Okay, but the book that I was like, oh wow, you know, this 
This is why I read books like this. Um, I'd read a book about um, New Kids on the Block's Hanging Tough album. Okay. And, like, I'm, I'm still nowhere near, like, a huge New Kid on the Block fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was suitably impressed with just them as people and their work ethic and their awareness of, you know, their career and everything. And just the fact that they, I mean, they just hustled and they continue to do so. They were like, yeah, um, people say that, you know, we were sort of assembled, you know, but if you look at the guy who assembled us, he has never been able to, you know, replicate that success. Like all the other bands he's put together, Mm -hmm. none of them have succeeded, you know. And well, they're say kind what, of like the template for a lot of the later built boy bands. Yeah. Like, well, like even some of their early songs, like he had tried out with other bands and they just didn't take off. Flat. Yeah, so like they were like the second or third group to try those songs. Mm. But they said that whatever you want to say about, you know, talent or us being more talented or less talented, you know, you say what you want to, but nobody hustled harder than we do. And they're like, you know, we worked every single day for six years. And, you know, would barely, very rarely having a day off. It's like none of the other bands ever did that. And so that's why we were successful and nobody else was, um, which I thought was insightful. And then they also pointed out, like everybody within their production team was all sort of successful as well. Like, basically, they sort of like led the charge. And it's like, yes, we're going to work hard and everybody's going to work hard. And then like all of their, you know, people or whatever, parlayed that success to like other people so like like one of their managers went on to manage justin timberlake and then one of them went on to like not their manager but like the assistant manager or whatever you know just people behind the scenes went on to work with other people and sort of became successful with them and they're like and they learned their work ethic from us well it was phrased like those people were saying yes i learned how to work hard from new kids on the block you know so anyways it was just really really clever insightful i liked it Interesting. Yeah. Now, do you read, I know that you certainly have in the past, but like this year out of your 85 books, mm-hmm. what would you say the ballpark percentage is of how many are fiction and nonfiction? Uh, I would say that like 80% of them are music related. Okay. You know. Now, are the music related nonfiction? Yes. Or do you ever read like fiction, I don't know, fiction that is related to, you know, like for example, that, um, how was that movie that came the out? Legend not, of the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beatlemania? <laughs> well, there was that movie that came out not too long ago that it was about, like, the Beatles having never existed in the guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Like, I love that If movie. there was a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a literary adaptation of that, um, yeah. would, would that be a kind of book you'd be interested in? Would be a Possibly. fiction book about, you know, that was based around yeah. music or no? Like, I read a book, um, it was a science fiction book, and basically, like, dude comes across a time machine or whatever and so basically what he does is he just goes back in time and you know does all the popular songs but like as if he wrote them okay you know um and so like he you know shows up in 1962 and he's singing you know you know i want to hold your hand and jumping jack flash and Mm. you know all the great rock and roll songs or whatever um but then like the twist of the book is like in the very last page you know he gets jumped by Bob Dylan, who steals all his songs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, but no, uh, they would all be nonfiction and everything. Oh, so. so all of them, well, the music ones. Yeah, yeah. Out of that other 20%, was there much of any nonfiction in there, or was it just, um, uh, I mean, 
other fiction. Fiction, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of just detective stories from the 40s and 50s. Okay, so, interesting. Yeah. Um, a couple, maybe a sci-fi or two in there. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy I, that book. I hope it makes it into your, uh, if it doesn't make it into mm -hmm. 2023, I hope that yeah. uh, you kick off 2024 yeah. with it. I will say, so like the audio books that I listen to, one of them has been nonfiction, um, but the rest have all been fiction. Oh, okay. And so I find it easier to, because I can't read two books at the same time, but I can like do an audio book and then read a different book. Oh, okay. And so it just helps me to have, if I'm listening to fiction, then I'm going to read nonfiction okay. or vice versa, because I don't want to have like two stories conflated in my mind. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, well, I wish you success in your continued endeavor Thank you. to Indeed. read. Thank so. you. Now, I have a question. Yeah. Let's stay on the topic. I know mm -hmm. we're trying to get to the recap no. and stuff, but um, so I've known a few musicians who are kind of like lower level, just people who are doing mm -hmm. local bands. Mm -hmm. And you've read, like you said, a whole lot of uh, music, nonfiction, mm -hmm. about uh, probably a lot of biographies, I'm guessing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing that I've heard that's kind of an overarching theme about success in the music industry mm -hmm. is the ability and the willingness to tour. Mm -hmm. Now, you said something about the new kids. Was that one of the things they did, just like relentless touring that mm -hmm. made them popular? Yeah. Because um, I think that's like, I know obviously there's a large degree of luck mm -hmm. and connection to you know people in the industry, yeah. but it feels like if you're willing to just tour all the time, mm -hmm. you'll almost guarantee at least a small level of success, Yeah, assuming you're any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that was exactly it. I mean, they would just take any tour, any gig, any mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, so you, just know, you can't work. have a side job. You yeah. have to, that's your job. Yeah, and like they still do it today. You know, obviously the crowds are a little bit older mm -hmm. than they were, <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> they say they don't care. You know, they love performing. They love interacting it's with one another. Hell of a job if you can get it, right? Yeah, exactly. For a lot better money than <laughs> mm -hmm. what this podcast pays. All right, all right. I get where we're <laughs> tracking. All right, so this is it. I guess we're announcing the uh, Sophia's Choice World Tour starting <laughs> starting with episode 19 yeah. <laughs> and going, going for six weeks. Yeah, you'll see us we'll in Ogdenville, in. North Haverbrook. And <laughs> yeah, we put them on the map. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you, I will. Monorail. No, no, I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're our episode. So. Yeah. All right, well, um, I hope you enjoyed that, Brent, yeah. and, and happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate Indeed. that. Well, again, uh, Golden Palace, episode 18. You've lost that love and feeling. Living. Living feeling, yeah. Thank you. No worries. Um, all right, so scene one, it's party time. Yeah. Uh, just seven months after taking over the hotel, the girls are throwing a grand reopening celebration, even though the Golden Palace never actually closed. Yes. <laughs> um, Under new management, but still the same management you've known for the last seven months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An important travel agent checks in, and Rose tells him that they will bring his delayed bag right up once an airline delivers it. Mm -hmm. uh, Chewie finally plans to clean the kitchen, and Sophia just wants a seat at the table. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rose wants to help, but no one has any faith in her, not even the skipper. Uh, Chewie is not thrilled that uh, Rose got Gerald the finer diner Davenport, which I was so happy that his last name was Davenport, um, to come critique their food. Rose wasn't aware of his uh, middle name, but did know that he was a critic. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Davenport had previously reviewed Chewie's cooking and found, much like this podcast, banal. <laughs> the, the definition of that is uh, so lacking in originality as to be obvious and boring. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you guys, is that how you always pronounced it? Banal? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. I always pronounce it banal. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard both. 
Yeah, okay. I don't know if one is correct versus the other. Okay. I didn't know if I was just dumb or if it was just I mean, a I just Hoosier thing. Your obsession with anal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be, be anal. Yeah. Be, be, be anal. <laughs> Butt stuff. That's what you're all about. <laughs> that's been the cornerstone of this podcast for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Roland agrees that the salads are kind of plain and chewy threatens, I'll cut you, man. Uh, which I thought, I thought was funny. Was, yeah, that was pretty that's great. A, that's a hill to die on right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Salads are. Not being tossed correctly. Right. Right. <laughs> Ski nose. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about all that before. Um, I think we're all uh, not pro. No, now. I don't but think I'd be down we're with that. Old guys who have been in relations for too long. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, if we had to suddenly be on the dating market again, would we be down? I don't know. We're probably still too old. The yeah. answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Brent is the one of us at the stable who has been on the dating market in the you last know, decade. Yeah, um, and as far as I know, <laughs> if there's one person that maybe would have had the opportunity <laughs> at this table to try new things, <laughs> you know, I think it would have been Brent. So I, 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 and I definitely agree with you, Brent. I'll let him speak for me, yeah. yeah. I don't think that if I was suddenly single that I'd be like, well, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Butthole so. might taste that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I like, and I like what I know. <laughs> yeah, nothing new under the sun. <laughs> it's like you know, especially not on the dark side of the moon. Exactly, <laughs> right? you know, if it's good enough for Teen Brent. It's good enough for Elderly Brent. <laughs> I don't know. That just makes me assume that uh, when you're not in a relationship, you're just you know not married. You're just furiously masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> you while away your days, I'll while away mine. I just remember during that time you were single, man, your forearms got massive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know you're not a fan of Family Guy, mm-hmm. but uh, do you know who any of the characters are? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it enough times that I, I know it reasonably so, well. So. Uh, Quagmire, yeah, you know, the, 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 giggity, the, yeah, yeah, the horny <laughs> neighbor, right? Yeah. Um. So the other guys are talking about internet porn or okay. something, right? And and he he's looking at him like, what are they crazy? What are you talking about? Like, pornography on the internet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. What do you mean? That. What is that? <laughs> you know what pornography is? Yeah, but what is the internet? <laughs> so they introduce him to it, right? And then like they uh, like skip ahead. We'll say to the, later on in the episode. Like, have you guys seen Quagmire? No, I haven't seen it for a few days. So uh, Peter, the main you know uh, dad, comes out right. and he's checking on him. <laughs> and, family uh, guy. So for Family Guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Family Guy, yeah, the right? Titular Family Guy, yeah. <laughs> so and then you see uh, Quagmire from one side. Mm-hmm. And you say, "Hey, man, you, you feeling all right?" And he's looking all strung out. He turns around. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've just been checking out some of that internet porn." And he like raises his arm to like scratch his head or something, and his arm is just massively <laughs> like like a bodybuilder or something. That's just one side though, and then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back inside now. I'll catch you later. Very nice. Yeah, I, I'll admit there are funny jokes on Family Guy, and it is somewhat unfair. It's just I think my issues with Family Guy number one, I still stand by it being a knockoff of the Simpsons. Oh, I I won't. Um, deny that at all 
and I also uh, I like to say inspired by. Well, <laughs> I think the other thing that bothers me is that like every other one of those Fox ones, well, not every other one, but most of them, like King of the Hill, um, uh, Bob's Burgers, like those are still shows. Sure, they have some jokes that are inappropriate, but it's not so inappropriate that I can't watch it with yeah, my kids. Family Guy is definitely bad for kids. Yeah, I will so, definitely agree with that. And that's probably the other aspect. Mm-hmm. And I'm not prudish. If it was on Cartoon Network, I wouldn't have any issue. Like, I don't have any issue with Rick and Morty. That is not a kid-appropriate cartoon at all. But just the aspect of um, the yeah. fact that it's right there, you know. A lot of times, like, the, the re- the, I think originally airing, like, like when it first came out, it was later on at night. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the replays now are, like, midday. Like, yeah. And, like, right around prime time and 6 o'clock, like, when yeah. a lot of kids are watching. Exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah. But that's okay. I don't I don't hold it against anybody that is a big Family Guy fan. It's not like I think it's a character flaw. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. I just have got a grudge against it from long ago. And just so you know, and you don't worry, I am still a Simpsons fan first. Okay, well, that's good to know. You talk about Family Guy more, though, so whatever. He does. Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't really have a special uh, segment today. Um, Brent took up all of them. <laughs> but, it was his middle name, we thought, right? Right, um, but I did have a little game that I thought we could play. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a game that actually it belongs to my daughter, and she was afraid that we'll lose her pieces, <laughs> although we're just using the cards from it. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was like, I think we'll be okay. We a can't. valid concern, yeah. let's be honest. But it's a game called Stupid Deaths, and okay. I thought it was pertinent for the episode. Okay. So basically, on these cards, it has uh, these different kind of stupid ways that people died, mm-hmm. and you guys have to tell me if it's true or false. It's a very simple game. Um, kind of like a thousand ways to die, right? Exactly. So um, I'll alternate who gets to go first on these, but you can both pick the same answer if you so choose. Um, okay. And we'll just do, I'll do one after each scene. I got nine scenes, and we'll see who wins at the end, and I've got a prize for whoever wins. Well, what? Okay. Oh, next. All right. So um, Philip McLean, <coughs> born 1910, died 1926. The uh, cassowary, a large, flightless Australian bird, grows to over six feet in height. Yeah, McLean, terrifying. Yeah. It's like a dinosaur. Like a kookaburra. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Worse than that. McLean and his brother attacked one with clubs. The bird took his revenge by knocking McLean to the ground and kicking him in the neck, causing the teen to bleed to death. Think twice before taking on a bird. <laughs> Do you, Brent, think yeah. that that true? Is that true or... False. True. What do you think? I would definitely think that's true, yeah. All right. Well, you both got one point for round yeah. one. That was a true way that someone got kicked in the neck to death by. First of all, <laughs> you said Australia. So almost anything could have gone. <laughs> Any crazy death in Australia. <laughs> you said cassowary. I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> bird killed somebody. Uh, you said it was a 16-year-old boy. And I was yeah. like, oh, they do stupid stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true. Although, unfortunately, like boys do stupid stuff much later in life than that, mm-hmm. but especially at that yeah. point. I would say almost all boys do stupid stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. Some of us grow out of it, others don't. Yeah. yeah so. Some of us die <laughs> before yeah. they grow out of it. Some of us get kicked death by a cassowary <laughs> before they can start yeah. making better choices. But. All right. Well, scene two, uh, we're back in the lobby. <laughs> we're just doing one? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do one after each scene. Okay. So um, we're back in the lobby after a commercial, and Chewie is still fretting about the food critic. Uh, Sophia appears to have expired on the couch, and a moment later, a diminutive man enters saying, my name is 
Chewy Castillos? <laughs> of course, this is actually the finer diner himself, Daryl Davenport, uh-huh. recognizing Chewy from all those years ago. He fooled the he fooled Rose though, um, and I can say that he was a hell of a forgery. Uh, <laughs> Not Chewy Castillos, but an incredible it was, simulation. It was yeah. in Florida, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, he tells Chewy that he still remembers the mail vividly, and asks, "Didn't you get the postcard from my colon? Wish you were here." Uh, which I thought was a pretty good burn. Um, uh-huh. Although I kind of thought it seemed more of like. Uh, Come on. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> My colon misses you. Yeah. So. Get back in there, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed his, be, his part. Be in able, be. <laughs> Is that going to be your new catchphrase? <laughs> Just for this episode. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right, we'll do another death here, guys. And ski this one, you'll guess first. John Kepler, born 1923, died 1982. Uh, Kepler was the scientist who developed uh, a substance better known as Kevlar. Not wearing one of his bulletproof vests, Kepler was picking up a prescription at his local pharmacy and was shot and killed by in a robbery. Is that a true or a false death? I think it sounds realistic, but I'm going to say false. What do you think, Brent? Same false. All right, well, you both get another point. You guys, that was a false death. So mm. Kepler did not die because he didn't wear Kevlar. So. <laughs> Who, I mean, he that died would be for a, not wearing rubbers. Well, the thing is, is that one would be a, a stupid one, even to be a true death, because it's like, even though he invented a bulletproof vest, doesn't mean it, he's gonna be wearing it 100. Yeah, time. exactly. Unless yeah. he was like a cop or something like that, and <laughs> yeah. forgot to put it on. Yeah. Like it would make no sense it's, for a 60 year old man to be wearing a bulletproof. Yeah, gotta go shopping. Better put on the old vest. Yeah. It's stupid. Never death. Know. It's not ironic. Death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, scene three, we move over to the dining room with Sophia and Chewie bird-dogging Davenport. <laughs> uh, Chewie is worried, and Sophia is horny. Yeah, <laughs> Sophia is very attracted to this, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, I think it's success level, right? Well, I don't think it's, it's because he's, he's, like, mean. He's a mean little old person like well, she is. Well, she also made a comment that she thought he looked good, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, but I got the impression that his personality and flair were what really drew him to her, <laughs> Probably, drew yeah. her to him, I should say. Yeah. Well, Chewie goes to uh, check on him and finds that uh, his food has a lot in common with Rose's nethers. They have both killed a man. Oh, no. <laughs> after a weekend at, <laughs> after weekend at burning Davenport for a moment, uh, Chewie rushes to the kitchen to break the news to Rose and Sophia. Uh, after a quick discussion, Rose sends Sophia to distract the other guests by telling them that there are topless volleyball players on the beach. I can't remember. It's going to be just guys. I mean, that could be. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's Roland. (laughs) But I think she ends up saying there's dead bodies on the beach or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, uh, But uh, they all head to the dining room. Sophia offers a slightly different but still effective distraction. With everyone looking away, Chewie picks up Davenport and drags him to the kitchen, uh, hoisting him up onto a cart. Roland comes in and uh, molests the corpse, but immediately regrets his decision. Uh, Rose suggests that they take a moment of silence, uh, but answers the phone, cheerily letting the <laughs> caller know that a table had just opened in their dining room. Right. Oh, that was excellent. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite lines of the movie. Of same. The a panic Chewy uh, says he made the lobster Newberg the way that he always does, with cream, sherry, rat poison, dot, dot, dot. What? Uh, it appeared that uh, an understandable mistake was made, as the only difference between the box of cornstarch and a rat poison is that where a Native American girl was in a picture, uh, there was a uh, 
picture of a wrap in an electric chair instead. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the box I want to see that box. Yeah. I want to see a good, better picture because they kind of flash it real fast on uh-huh. the screen. But I think that'd be uh, worthwhile framing it. <laughs> I think that you should um, recreate. I think you should. And I think you should have a uh, make a shirt of it with the picture of a wrap being electric. You know, in an electric chair. But it should say cornstarch on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be your band name and logo. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so a rose. I'd also be fine with you starting a ska band called Lobster Newberg. Yeah. <laughs> with that, that would be a ska With the electric band. chair rat as your logo. <laughs> Have either of you ever had Lobster Newberg or even heard of it? I've no. heard of it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Because when I was even writing my recap, I wrote it down as Lobster Thermidor first, because mm. that's at least something I've heard of. Yeah. Um, then I went back, either. and I was like, was it Thermidor? And I was like, nope, it was a Newberg, which, uh-huh. again, never heard of it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's because it we're not refined enough. I was going to say, unless it comes with a side of hush puppies, I've never had it. Yeah, I mean, let's be <laughs> honest, guys. If I'm not eating Lobster Newberg, you fuck sure aren't. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unless Dinty Moore makes a Lobster Newberg. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> That's a good pull, too. It's a big Dinty Moore of all options. You're going with Campbell's, but you're going with Dinty Moore, which elevated it 10 notches. <laughs> <laughs> Does Dinty Moore even make anything besides stew? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe they make different kinds of stew. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I happen to love it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's like, baby, the wood with the chunks of lobster right. in whatever. <laughs> well, Rose goes to find Blanche. Dinty more, please. Yeah. Rose goes to find Blanche, and Sophia tries to rob the corpse of a Rolex. And that ends scene three. All right, so we got another stupid death, or possibly fake stupid death. This one for you, Brent. All right, so William Henry Harrison... He died in 40 days. <laughs> well, he was born in 1773 and died in 1841. Ninth American president was 68 years old when elected. Uh, to calm concerns about his age and prove his physical stamina, he rode a horse to the inauguration, gave his two-hour speech outside in wet, freezing weather, and refused a coat and hat. He caught pneumonia and died 31 days later. Mm-hmm. Is that true or false, Brent? That is true. That is definitely true. I think mm-hmm. I remember that. Yep, you're both right. That's one that, like... Actually, Brent knew. I think yeah. Brent has even mentioned that on this podcast yeah. before, ironically. <laughs> Somehow or another, I think it had been mentioned. He's a, you know, local boy done good. Yeah. <laughs> briefly. Yeah, briefly. <laughs> well, three to three. You guys are going to have to differ on opinions at least. Yeah. He was if, Tippy Canoe, wasn't he? I think you're right, yeah. Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if you guys are tied and after. Simpsons punchline also. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys are tied after eight, then on the ninth scene, you'll just have to differ. <laughs> Whoever gets to go first will get the first choice. Whoever has the least stupid death wins. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're uh, back in the lobby. Um, or we could trivia, trivia each other. That's true. We can, we can make up one, like... Uh, one stupid death? Yeah, well, or, or just a story. We can decide, you know, who's right or wrong. Like, we could, like... I, I can try to fool him, or he can try to fool me or something. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yes. <laughs> Jim Burney died of cancer at the age of 50 in the year 2000. True or false? I don't remember what what year you said earlier, so I'm not going to comment. <laughs> no, it's false, because I believe you said 2003. That's said 2000. I could be wrong, too. If only there was a <laughs> Yeah, if only we had some way of knowing... 
Yeah, 2000. Okay. Well, then, then I say true. Well, Brent. you didn't say it, so I lose, but you don't win. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that always the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, do have, we do have this uh, shiny coin here we could use as a Ooh. tiebreaker. Oh, yeah, to flip it? Fair enough. So if you do just keep picking the same answer every time, we'll flip a coin at the end to determine a winner. Hey, heads or tails are my bit, so you got to pay <laughs> yeah. royalties if you want to. <laughs> Well, I will call them faces or eagles. Okay. You know, we do have uh, this Golden Girls Dyson here, too. Yeah. Thank you for not each. calling them tops or bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> we can that roll is, high That's a game I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Exactly. As long as it's late at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. We're uh, back to the lobby, and we find Blanche uh, taking a news team on a tour. Blanche asked if Mr. Davenport likes his food, and Rose replied, two bites and he was in heaven. That is my favorite <laughs> yeah. line in the, movie, in the show. You really down. think this is a movie, don't you? For some reason, yeah. I, that was the best movie I've seen in a long time. It was kind of short, but still, like, packed a punch. Um, <laughs> it did. Uh, well, Rose asked for a moment before uh, Blanche shows him the kitchen and rushes off. Uh, she burst into the kitchen and tells them, which I, this was a funny line, but I also didn't understand where it came from, but... Quick, get Tommy Toe Tag to the freezer. The joint's lousy with newsies, which I thought it was funny, but at the same time, like, why would Rose suddenly become like a 1940s gangster? Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. running in. And just, you know, newsies are paper delivery boys, oh, not okay. reporters themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, even then. So. Yeah. But um, a moment after that, Blanche comes in with the reporters. Rose whispers the situation to Blanche as she then encourages Chewie to show them the squalor in which she lives, in which he lives out <laughs> by the dumpster. Yeah, a, a weird choice mm-hmm. of distraction. Yeah, and he was like enthusiastic too, like, "Yeah, come look at my area. It's horrible." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chewie's like, "My life stinks. Let me show you how much." <laughs> yeah. Um, well, after confirming the situation with Rose, Blanche asks, "What's next?" On cue, Al Tucker, the health inspector, walks in. I just hope for Blanche's sake that nobody took his red swing line stapler. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Old Al Tucker. All right, well, we got another death. We'll see if you guys have a differing opinion on this one. Uh, Frank Hayes, born in 1888 and died in 1923. Jockey Frank Hayes won the last horse or won his last horse race despite being dead. He suffered a massive heart attack mid race, but his body remained on his horse, sweet kiss, as they crossed the finish line. You think a dead man won a race uh, riding his horse across the finish line? True or false? Well, I really think that he would fall off with all that. But, I mean, I guess if you got the, the death grip. I, I mean, does Rick Mortis? Uh, it doesn't sit in that fast, I don't think. Yeah. But, I mean, if your body's already tensed up like that, it might. Okay, fair I'll enough. Say, I'll say it true. What do you think, Brent? You think that was a real death? <sighs> I'm on the fence also. I'm almost wanting just to take false just to break up the score one way or the other. But I am going to go and go with true as well. well you're both uh, four for four so far. You guys are killing it mm-hmm. at this game. Fool us once, strike one. <laughs> Fool us twice, strike three. <laughs> what if we fool you 200 times? <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Well, that's what we've been doing to our listeners, is it not? Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's Next the... time we'll be better. I'll just walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Just give him one more chance, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't beat this me every This episode Monday. didn't hit, but the next one. Right. That's where they shine. Exactly. Just warming up. Yeah. <laughs> Just shaking the cobwebs off. I think they're about to hit their stride. Yeah. Incremental improvements. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I know this season, I keep hearing that every third episode's gold and the other two suck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, well, we, uh, is, there, is that really the way? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will say our listeners, um, you know, those who have commented and whatnot, none of them have ever uh, been mean and. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. And just what? Oh, hold on, just a second. Back your face up just a little bit, Brent, and look there right there. There's a spider there right is, in front of your face. Right, yeah, right here, right here, look at in me. front of your face. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, like there's a spider that was coming down from the ceiling. Literally, it I was about two inches from his face. From here, not getting my porch. <laughs> from here, it looked like fuzz. Like yeah. I, I just thought it looked like a piece of like lint drifting in the sky, and then I saw it move. Yeah, that and was, was like, weird. Nope, that is definitely a <laughs> yeah, spider yeah, moving. Yeah. Anyways, I was just trying to give you a kiss. (laughs) I was going to say. Oh, Alan. Yeah. It it could have been radioactive. He could have gotten superpowers just now. Sorry, I ruined your chances. We have a lot of radiation going through this basement, too. So, Um, But anyway, I was going to say that no one has ever uh, stated a preference for any of the three of us, um, which I think is a nice thing. I'm sure that they all have preferences Mm because it's human nature. Yeah. But no one has ever been like, yeah. You know, Brent's here, great, but <laughs> I'm all about that, Alan. <laughs> yeah, I was. See, I was going the other way, but I was going to be more self-deprecating. Like, oh, gotcha. Brent skier, Brent great, but Alan's really weighing it down. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's got the third I, I, spot locked in tight. Yeah. <laughs> By definition, if we shine, it's because you made us shine. Well, only because I'm the one who posted every week. Well, and you edited. Yeah, so. that's true too. Uh, although. I'm a lot more generous with my editing for myself than with you. T- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I try to be uh, decent with all of it. Um, I, there's got to be someone out there, though, when I say that, it's like, really? This is edited? <laughs> exactly. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So, um, side note. Yeah. So, as I mentioned many times, I watch a lot of YouTube stuff, right? Just yeah. That's kind of my <laughs> hobby, if you will. Mm-hmm. Besides <laughs> hanging out with you guys. Sure. <laughs> Like, I don't Saddest hobby I've yeah. ever heard. I watch well, I don't, random YouTube videos, I mostly political exactly. or science. <laughs> well, I don't do like Instagram. I don't do Facebook. Sure. So if there's any fa- like like social media, that's my connection. Okay. To things, right? He's like, I got two hobbies: watching YouTube videos and asking other people about the books they've read. That's right. <laughs> But, uh, Both equally fulfilling. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'd say being grandpa right now is sure. probably my number one. But. Okay. Yeah. I don't anyway. think that counts as a hobby, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. So you babysat your brother's four kids or something last uh, night? Yeah. What was that about? Oh, they hadn't gone out to anywhere for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he just asked my, uh, Nicole if we'd be willing to watch them for a few hours. Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So and you're like, well, I've got all my chores done. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, no, it just didn't work. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of input. Gotcha. <laughs> she did ask. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, we'd be fine because, you know, we don't get to see him a whole lot. And mm-hmm. I know he doesn't get time out very often. They've got four kids. And sure. Their schedule's quite full before that. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure. And I thought I'd stay up later, too. Uh, yeah. Then it got late and I was tired and I tried to go to sleep. Ironically, I had a real hard time falling asleep because I had real bad heartburn. So mm-hmm. 
any extra sleep I thought I was going to get. Just that from stress? Huh? From stress? No, we had uh, Domino's pizza, mm. and it just the, the red sauce gets to me. Mm. In well, my old age. Yeah. If any of our listeners are in the Franklin area and need some free, uh, free mm-hmm. child care, yeah. you'll be more than happy <laughs> to accommodate and promise us a minimum of butt stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Preferential scheduling for, for who there? <laughs> <laughs> what am I promising? I'm not saying a minimal. I'm not saying that you like. <laughs> we will not go. You know, like I'm not saying that the minimum is uh, like the least amount of butt sex that you promise will be involved. I'm saying like minimal is the total amount. Like that's the high end is minimal. Minimal to none. Uh, so minimum of watching their kids. Maximum of butt stuff or what? No, I'm saying that <laughs> in the process of watching their kids, you promise that little to no butt stuff will go oh. on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's here to watch your kids, not rear them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But he can be a stiff disciplinarian when he needs to be. He can be. <laughs> he can be. But with their um, DoorDash pass, the kids will be well fed. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> For only a meager upcharge. Oh, yeah. Oh, but anyway, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people will like, like create their script for whatever video they want to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I like comics, as you know. Sure. I don't really read them anymore, but mm-hmm. I love the movies, and I did collect them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, uh, sometimes people use these scripts, and they'll use like a, an AI generator or something, right? For the uh, voice, oh, sure. right? Okay. Just a, or just a, yeah. a, a computer reader, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the computer reader is odd in some of the way it pronounces things. Sure. So, like, uh, we were just talking about the uh, spider mm-hmm. going to attack Brent. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I've noticed a few times in the last, I don't know, a while since I've been watching videos, a lot of times if they talk about a, a, a superhero, instead of saying, like, Spider-Man, they'll say Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Antman. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I, I hear that, I think, or whenever I think that, I think, like, hi, this is uh, Phil Spider Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just always think that's hilarious when I hear it. Mm-hmm. And there's other mispronunciations like that, but, like, that's one that stands out to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a recurring bit on 30 Rock where um, uh, Tracy, like, Tina Fey plays Liz Lemon, and she's trying to get Tracy calmed down. And he's like freaking out or whatever, and she's like, he's like, call my doctor, and she's like, who's your doctor? He's like, Doctor Spaceman, and she's you know just whatever, it's ridiculous. And she finds like his prescriptions or whatever, and the uh, label is um the prescription was from um Doctor Spaceman, and she's like, <laughs> oh wow, okay, and so she calls the <laughs> the number on there, and um. <laughs> Doctor answers what I was like. This is Doctor Spachemin. But uh, Doctor Spachemin ends up being like a recurring character. Ah, That's pretty great. I love that. That's that's hilarious. Spachemin. Excuse me. All right. Well, um, do you know there's a iron ham? Iron ham, like a like, like, like spider like, ham, but like an Iron Man. Yeah, of it. I did yeah. not. I, I learned that today. <laughs> yeah. Are there other Marvel heroes that are in ham form that you know? I'd of? like to think so. Like all ham bursts. I'd like to think there's a Daredevil ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a missed opportunity if there's not. Absolutely. But. Yeah. 
All right, we come back from another commercial break with Blanche trying to distract the health inspector so uh-huh. that Rose can move Davenport out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. In an act of desperation, Blanche proclaims that she is a lusty, busty, zesty cowgirl that likes to ride all night. I was I was thinking you were going to use that in your intro. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we've heard her say that before, haven't we? Perhaps. I think you might yeah. be right. Um, right before passionately kissing Well, you didn't talk about him. dildo, so, I mean, that's kind of a thing. What's that? Well, sure, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not not word for word though. <laughs> I guess it's something you could write all night. <laughs> yeah, depends on your enthusiasm for stamina. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need the stamina to write it. I mean, it's, it's... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, Blanche is a lusty lady. Well, then uh, Blanche passionately kisses him until uh, Rose can make her way out of the freezer and kitchen, which she does incredibly quickly. Uh-huh. To be honest, for yeah. lifting a dead man onto and <laughs> putting him in the luggage. Yeah, yeah. it was impressive. And then they find clothes later. Yeah, but just like one outfit. <laughs> like she had almost enough room and had to remove one outfit worth of clothes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, uh, so Rose escapes in the lobby, but is confronted by the uh, news reporters. In order to distract them. She claims that Salman Rushdie is staying at the hotel with Joan Van Ark of Knopf Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rush off to the room, and then the uh, important travel agent from earlier in the show comes in and sees that his bag has been delivered from the airport. What he doesn't realize is that his bag now contains a Davenport, fresh from the Golden, <laughs> the golden Plow's freezer. Uh, he asks an also unaware Roland to take the bag up to his room, and Roland does a great pratfall trying to move the, the much heavier-than-expected bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland gets on the elevator, um, and with the uh, with the bag just as the elevator closes, Rose comes down the steps. Mm-hmm. Rose tells Blanche she lost the body. They were our shell, and the scene ends. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I feel like my pronunciation was getting a little weird there, so I'm glad that, that scene came to an end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, here's another one. Uh, Pendragon, born mm-hmm. 930, died 953. Pendragon was the king of the Britons and a fearless warrior known for wearing the thumbs of his victims around his neck. Mm-hmm. He died wrestling a wild boar. Mm-hmm. Is that true or false, Ski? Mm. Actually, this is Brent first. Brent, is that true yeah. or false? Yeah. Um, I am going to go ahead and go with false, okay. um, but I would like the record to reflect that Pendragon was a name of British royalty. But it was shortly before that. Okay. So, like, um, Arthur, King Arthur, uh-huh. like his last name was Pendragon, oh, okay. and his father was Uther Pendragon. So, interesting. So, I'm, but I'm still going to go with false. Okay. What do you think? You know, to be contrarian, I'll go with true. All right. Well, then our tie is finally broken. Obviously, with Brent taking Yay. the point. Ah, dang it. So Brent's up five to four now. <laughs> I was worried about throwing it away there, but. Well, it was can't. a gamble either way. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But Brent's uh, five for five, though. Pretty impressive, even though he knew that Pendragon was uh, was an actual British you know, I assume royal. it was probably taken from Game of Thrones where, you know, Robert Baratheon got killed by a boar, so. Mm, okay. I didn't even recall that happening. Um, that's a show I've not seen. That's a good show. Um, it's not one to watch with the kids, but it's no. a good show. That's <laughs> yeah. a third, right? The third with, thing that he hasn't watched that's pretty popular? Yeah, but again, I feel like that being on a premium HBO channel. again, yeah. So he also hasn't watched Walking Dead, I don't think, at all, Correct. which is a pretty big show. But I still stand by. Both of those shows are good. Neither of them are as good as Breaking Bad, so I still call that a bigger blind spot for him. Breaking so. Bad, I think, is one of those rare series where it was really good from start to finish. Yeah, I agree. 
maybe one day we'll convince them to give it a shot, but I'm not counting on it. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be watching, you know, Black Hole and other things that he's suggested over time, and he'll be at home watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> Here's what we can do, okay? If we <laughs> do tra- trade episodes, we've continued. We've we've still talked and, and not made a final decision on if we're going to do a follow up podcast, but we have talked about a particular format where we would choose things to review each week, you know, alternating between the four uh-huh. of us. You and I can just keep choosing episodes of Breaking Bad on our <laughs> <laughs> on our journey time. To get him to find yeah, so the, okay, the first time I get to choose, I'll pick Breaking Bad episode one, and you do two, and then Brent will choose his thing, then I'll do three, and you'll do and four. And I'll be a dick and start choosing episodes of uh, Better Call Saul just to throw him off. Like, uh-huh. wait a minute, I don't understand the context. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I'll be like, fine, season three finale. Fine. <laughs> 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 I'll play this game and I'll win. <laughs> exactly. And he'll just be, be put, picking all this, these movies like Popeye, <laughs> no, Robin I think Williams. He's just saying he'll ruin it for himself. <laughs> so we won't get the satisfaction exactly. of making him watch it. But like this week for my choice, Breaking Bad pilot again. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great pilot. <laughs> I'll always say that. Yeah. But. It'll jump right to the end, the finale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, mentioned like shows that were great from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Made me think of this. You know, um, Juliet from Lost, mm-hmm. Elizabeth yeah. Mitchell. I guess she plays Mrs. Claus in those Santa Claus yeah. movies oh, and really? in the new TV show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I saw like a commercial for the latest season or whatever and saw she was in it. And I just, I don't know. I think... I, I very rarely, you know, feel bad for people in Hollywood, but it seems like the cast of Lost I feel especially bad for because it seems like they've all just sort of ended up on just crap shows afterwards. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's been a, a few yeah, that have I mean, gone. Exceptions, but... like Angeline Lilly or whatever's had her moments or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. It's like, yes, I'm in Lost, and this week it's the greatest episode ever. It's like, yep, time to make a Santa Claus movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, she'd done those before Lost, though, I think. So. Oh, she had yeah, she'd been involved since like the second movie or something. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, fair enough. But um, it would be nice to see more of those people have bigger success yeah. post lost. Yeah. All right. Well, we're on scene six now. We're moving back to the kitchen, uh, and Chewie is uh, talking to the freezer door, apologizing for possibly killing Davenport. Mm-hmm. He is shocked when the health inspector walks out, as he was unaware of the body being moved. Um, they passed the inspection, but some clothes got left behind during the transport. The transport, excuse me. Yeah, he didn't even know the guy went in there, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or that he'd arrived. Yeah. He. Yeah. I don't think he knew anything about the health inspector at that point. He was. Wasn't he still like showing the uh, reporters his squalid living? Yeah, conditions? and then I guess had run off, um, and <laughs> then came in to say some apologies to the exactly. to the door. He's like this little my little piece of the barrio right here in <laughs> Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ski. So uh, Maisie Short, born 1905, died 1923. Uh, the illusion of sawing a woman in half was first performed publicly in 1921. Some amateurs attempted it, including 19-year-old Edward Short of Sussex, England. In attempting to impress his friends, he practiced on his younger sister, but without full knowledge of the illusion's mechanics, things ended in tragedy. Do you think that is a true death or a false one? Oh, man, I hope false. Uh... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say true. Okay, what do you think? Brandon? Anything that really happened or not? I, I hope it's false. Also, and I'm gonna go ahead and just stick with false, just because I want to live in a world in which a boy didn't accidentally cut his sister in half. <laughs> okay. 
Well, Brent has just extended his lead, so oh. now it's a six to four. So Brent is, is so far six for six on these questions. It's pretty impressive. Um, all right. Well, uh, we jump upstairs with Blanche, Rose, and Roland breaking into the travel agent's room to retrieve the suitcase containing the critic. Uh, Roland tries to John back- Lovitz? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I wanted to say a line, but I just couldn't I couldn't think of one. Like, this wasn't coming to me. It stinks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to think, too, of, like, what was his thing from uh, Saturday Night Live? Um, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. But, uh, well, anyway... Roland tries to back out, but Roland tells them to uh, save it for your shrink, Psycho. We have work to do. <laughs> the three uh, go into the room, and through a series of events, the body ends up on the bed on top of Rose with the travel agent coming out of the shower. <laughs> the other two hide and throw a blanket over Rose and Davenport. Rose seduces the agent and sends him back to the bathroom to blow dry his hair before he can discover <sighs> the dead body she is sharing a bed with. But yeah, like during this whole part of the scene. But he does take the hand of yeah, the Yeah, take dead the guy. hand, yeah, and is kissing it. like, your hand's so cold. Um, and says something else about it, <laughs> nice, too. Nice watch. Or something they throw yeah. yeah. Which one thing they didn't really show much of, but when they first threw the blanket over, it looked like his legs were hanging out a little it bit. Uh, yeah. And so it, was, it would have made Rose look incredibly tall. <laughs> because <laughs> it would be like her legs at the bottom of the bed and her head at the top. Um, he just didn't notice. Yeah, exactly. Apparently he was too... Uh, enamored to That's right. um, well with no time to spare uh, <laughs> like your feet look 20 years younger than you do yeah <laughs> with no time to spare the three get Davenport out of the room but have to shove him down the laundry chute as the re- so that the reporters who are coming around the corner don't see mm-hmm. uh, it's raining men yep hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> alright so now it's, it's less to see if Ski can win and more to see if Brent can keep his streak alive mm-hmm. but um Boris Seagal, born 1923, died 1981. Film director Seagal from Ukraine uh, was decapitated while shooting the TV miniseries World War III. He accidentally walked into the tail rotor blade of a helicopter and on location and cut. <laughs> so Did you that, add the end cut? No, they put the end cut nice. on the card. So well done, game. Yeah. You think that was a true death? Did Boris Seagal get decapitated on the set of a movie? I'm going to go with false. False. What do you think, Definitely Steve? true. Definitely okay. true. Okay, well, the the worm has turned. It is oh. now six to five. Ski got that one. That oh. is that an actual death that happened. Okay. So. I think I'd actually heard about that before. See, no, like, somebody got decapitated, like, by a helicopter in, like, the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's what I saw. I was like, oh, they're just riffing on that. <laughs> well, it's two clues left if uh, Ski will have a chance to, at the very least, tie. Because he'll get the first answer next, um, so so Brent could just go with the same, just to ensure that he kept a one yeah. score lead. <laughs> Don't kill him the strategy, Al. Uh, yeah. huh? All right, on well, scene eight, the farce trading baskets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, the farce continues back in the kitchen with the body uh, sliding into a laundry basket just as the health inspector leaves. Uh, Chewie and Sophia. And he then- saw like the thing fall too, like they. Screamed him off real fast. Yeah, like, he was like, what? At, what? at least that should have seemed odd to him. Yeah, he would have like come back. And be wait, like, wait. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, Chewie and Sophia then take it the body. It does seem like, I don't know. Like if you're a health inspector, mm-hmm. you know, and you see like soiled linens popping in your kitchen, yeah. it seems like that'd be a, a write-up well, or something. Well, did you even see yeah. the, the thumbs up <laughs> like hand or something? I can't remember if he saw that or not. Because um, I don't feel like he was in there for that part. 
Well, the health inspector was there when when the body fell down the chute. Oh, what? I'm saying I thought like the body still had the thumbs up. Oh, okay. And when it hit the the laundry chute. Oh well, then maybe the health inspector could have saw that and not thought it was a dead body. Just thought it was like somebody <laughs> joyriding. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Chewie and Sophia then take the body through the dining room, past the customers, and into the lobby. Blanche, Rose, and Roland come tearing through, not noticing the body-sized pile of blankets that Chewie and Sophia are carrying. Uh, Sophia uh, and Chewie rest on the couch for a moment, and everything culminates at this point with the critic, the travel agent, and the reporters all together for the first time. Quick-witter Rose tells everyone that Davenport is drunk, and to put a nice spin on the situation, Roland tells about the new designated driver program, and he and Chewie carry Mr. Davenport out the door. <laughs> Which, one thing about this episode, I, I, I like this episode a lot, but... There is definitely so much where it's like you are still doing a lot of stuff with a dead body that would have gotten you in a lot of trouble no matter oh, yeah. what the cause of death was. The <laughs> so. fact that you didn't like report it almost immediately yeah. <laughs> yeah. implicates a lot of bad things. Yeah. And I guess we don't talk about that. During this time, they're waiting on a coroner friend mm-hmm. who is, I think, a friend of Roland's maybe yeah, yeah. Um, to check the body and find out the cause of death. Yeah. So if he's yeah. still alive... They may well have killed him at this point. <laughs> at least broke his thumb. Yeah, right. exactly. All right, Ski. So Pope Sixtus V, born fifteen twenty, died fifteen ninety. Sixtus V was the only Pope to die during the Inquisition. He had been one of its driving forces, viewing it as a vehicle for fighting the rise of uh, of a uh, Protestantism. He fell under suspicion of heresy, was tortured and died, even as he claimed innocence, just like his victims before him. Is that a true death or a false one? I don't say true. Okay, what do you think, Brent? Can you read it one more time? Sure. Uh, Pope Sixtus, Sixtus V, mm-hmm. born 1520, died 1590. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the only pope to die during the Inquisition. He had been one of its driving forces, viewing it as a vehicle for the fighting the rise of uh, Protestantism. Uh, but he fell under suspicion of heresy, was tortured and died, even as he claimed innocence, just as his, just like his victims before him. Yeah, true. Okay, so you both said true. All right, we still got a one point game because you're both wrong. No. So, so Brent, uh, he was. Did they uh, give any more details on that? No. Just, no. just true or false? Huh? Yep, exactly. So Brent was riding high six in a row, and now he's missed his last two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, final scene has the gang in the kitchen, uh, relieved that the day is over. Blanche runs in proclaiming the good news. The coroner confirmed that Davenport died of a massive heart attack. Everyone cheers and chews. Falling down a a laundry chute. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Followed three stories, scared him to death. (laughs) Well, everyone everyone cheers with Chewie and Roland sharing a hearty high five, which I thought was pretty great. Um... (laughs) They celebrate the successful day with Sophia showing off her new Rolex. Right. <laughs> I thought it was odd, too, though, like because she's like having to clip the Rolex together because apparently it was just too big for her wrist, <laughs> yeah. which that guy was not that big of a guy. You would have thought they could have clamped yeah. it down a little so that it fit her properly. <laughs> she does but, have dainty wrists, I'm sure. Yeah, I suppose so. All right. Well, this one will be the, uh, well, it won't be the tiebreaker per se, but... Uh, King Alexander, born nine, or excuse me, 1893, died 1920. Alexander became king of Greece at just 23 years of age. Three years later, he was dead from a bacterial infection. A monkey attacked the king's dog, and when Alexander tried to separate the animals, the monkey bit him. 
King contracted blood poisoning from his wounds. So, Brent, is that a true or a false death? False. What do you think, Ski? I don't say false, too. You're so dumb. He's a one-point lead. There's no way you could catch up by giving the same answer as him. And if you would have gone with true, you would have been right and tied it. But instead, you're both wrong, and Brent wins by default. (laughs) Not (laughs) by default. I had a six-question streak. Well, that's true. But he should have used strategy there for that final question. Well, as your prize, Brent, you win. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, the neighborhood of good, uh, a neighborhood of good, ah, God damn it. You win a DoorDash discount card. Yay. Ooh, 50% (laughs) off and zero delivery fees on your first order. Now I know how the DoorDash pass people feel. (laughs) Do you? Congratulations. It's it's probably way more luxurious than you can imagine. Uh Oh, don't forget to tip your dasher. Yeah, exactly. It's a deal breaker. (laughs) Free doesn't sound so free anymore, does it? (laughs) All right, we do have a credit scene here. As the credits roll, we see Blanche and Roland doing some work while Sophia slides down the laundry chute. I think they say something to her, and she's like, you only live once, or, you know. Yeah, stop doing that, and she's like, what, do I have to wait till I'm dead? Or yeah, something? that's right. So, Solid ending to it. So, well, we had uh, four guest actors you in that should episode. should say, hey, you could die from a massive heart attack that <laughs> yeah, way. exactly. Um, Has she ever considered being a DoorDash driver herself? She's done it. Okay. She yeah, like it? Um, I think she likes it all right. It's, it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Nikki and her both did it for a short time. Okay. It's definitely gig work, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 understood. We had uh, Bill Morey. He played Mr. Mitchelson, the travel agent. Oh, yeah. 88 titles for him, all as an actor. This is his only golden. Um, he did have appearances on some of the other good shows of that time frame, uh, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Herman's Actually, Head? Um, was he on Herman's Head? I'm asking. I don't think so. At least I didn't have it listed. He was on Mork and Mindy, Moonlighting, Full House, and he uh, played multiple times the role of Mutt on G.I. Joe. Hmm. Like the voice of Mutt, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we had Eric Christmas. He played Gerald Davenport, the food mm-hmm. critic. Yeah. 141 titles for him. This was his only golden appearance. Mm-hmm. He was in Harold and Maude. Yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Mr. Carter in Porky's, Porky's 2, and Porky's Revenge. Yeah. Just as a side note, mm-hmm. I was listening to the Porky's 2 soundtrack oh, yeah? the other day. Things really, really good. It holds up. Okay. I've never seen any of the Porky's movies. Yeah. I don't necessarily know their movies you want to watch, but at the same <laughs> time, um, yeah. sounds like the soundtrack is good. The soundtrack to the second one's good. I won't vouch for the uh, first or third. Is it a little slice of life from that time? Of, like, is it all like radio play music, or is it stuff specific to the, the movies? It's, it's just a hodgepodge of just random stuff, you know? I know they do like, I know. They're kind of like smutty type movies, right? Yeah, yeah, smutty yeah. Smutty comedies. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but I didn't know if they had like a lot of scored work or if it was like like. Oh, I'm sure there's like an instrumental score or whatever. But I uh, know I was listening to like the the soundtrack, like the actual song songs. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's not an original. They're not original songs, right? Yeah, it's not like, like some are. Oh, like, some are. Yeah, oh, okay. some are and some are covers and. Um, it, like I listened to it because I didn't realize this until I learned the other day. That um, Bob Dylan had written a song for it oh, okay. that he gave to George Harrison to record, and you I was like, it was oh. "Porky's too." Yeah, and I was like, "I've never heard this in my life," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So that's what I was tracking down, and then I just kept on listening, and I was like, "Oh, this whole thing's pretty fun." Interesting. Uh, well, Eric Christmas, he also had roles on Murphy Brown, Alf, four episodes of Cheers as Father Barry. Mm-hmm. He was on Night Court, Seinfeld, X Files, and fifty-four episodes of Days of Our Lives mm-hmm. as a Father Francis Baker. Yeah. So. We had a uh, Gene. Yeah, Harold and Maude. 
Yes, I said that first. I know. I'm okay. just saying. All right. The Bears are peeping. <laughs> uh, we had a Jean or Jeannie Mori. She played a Marion Kim, the reporter. It's pronounced China. Okay. <laughs> uh, 56 titles for her. This is her only golden. She was in uh, Mars Attacks. Yay. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Night mm-hmm. Court, Different Strokes, and Star Trek Three: the, the Search for Spock as Elm. Mm-hmm. So. It's a great one. And then finally, this is another person who I don't think was big at the time, but certainly got big later on, um, Stephen Root. Which which episode of Fresh Prince was she in? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, d- I didn't gotcha. write that specific one down. I didn't realize okay. that you were that big of a fan that you would know the episode titles. Uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think she was in an episode... Uh, it was titled "Parents Just Don't Understand." Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. It's the story all about how. <laughs> uh, let's revisit this when we're not recording. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, Stephen Rue, he played Mr. Tucker, the health inspector. Three hundred twenty-six titles for him. This is only golden. Um, recently, has been uh, thirty-two episodes of Barry as mm-hmm. Monroe Fuchs. He was on uh, one episode of The Book of Boba Fett, eight episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelations as Cringer. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that show? I have not yet. It's really good. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's you weren't as animated, big. Animated, right? Yeah. I, I know. I don't think either of you were as big of a fan of He-Man when you were growing up, but it's a really mm-hmm. solid show. Yeah. Uh, he was on one episode of The Simpsons, uh, season 32, episode 13, Wad Goals, as uh, Brent favorite Bill Dorf. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on... Seven episodes of Gravity Falls mm-hmm. as Bud Gleeful. Mm-hmm. And four episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Lynn Boyle. Yeah. Four episodes of True Blood. He was in Dodgeball. A couple episodes of Norm. Mm-hmm. Um, you dodge ep- a wrench, you dodge a ball. Yeah. Exactly. Um, two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation as Captain Cavada. Yeah. And then, of course, I think his most famous role is uh, Milton on Office mm-hmm. Space. So. No shout-out to Jersey Girl? Uh, you know, I thought about putting that one because I am such a big Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that one I feel like I would have been putting that in because of Kevin Smith, not because of him. Yeah. So, but I should have. I should have put it in there. Oh, well. Lost opportunity. But. Do you remember yeah. all the, da- the Ds? The Ds? The Ds of what? Dodge. Oh, no, I don't remember them. Dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very nice. I, I've only sure seen, that's all of them. I've only seen that movie once and didn't yeah. commit to memory that much. Alan, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a rewatcher for sure. Yeah. Seven, eight more times if I... If Right. I think that's just worth it. Did you have an MVP ski? I did. You want to hear it? No. Alan, how about you? <laughs> I did also. And okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> what score did you give this ski? I had one. You want to hear it too? No. Nah. How about you, Alan? Did you give it a score? I did give it a score as well. All right. So now we what? Live, laugh, love? <laughs> See you next week. This is why I have to do these duties. Rose 4.5. Rose 4.5, you didn't care for it that much. I was it okay. It was okay. Really? Oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, I saw, I said my line, right? <laughs> yeah. Two bites and he was in heaven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I gave it to Rose also. This is my favorite episode of the season so Same. far. I gave it a 7.5. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This is, I learned recently <laughs> the genre of movie this would fall under if it was a movie. But farce. I felt like, yeah, farce. Yeah, yeah which, I feel a lot like it was a movie, Al. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I didn't realize that. And farce is a very specific kind of a comedy where it is this kind of thing of like you know one person running out of a room and another mm-hmm. person runs in. It's very yeah. It's like, just an escalating thing. Yeah. You know, you got every scene. You've got another plate that starts to spin. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, how are they going to keep it? There's a movie I want to watch that I heard recommended by somebody on another podcast, and I'm curious if you've seen it and if you would also recommend it called uh, "What's Up, Doc." 
Have you ever seen um, that? With um, Tatum O'Neill and Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Have you? So have you seen it? I don't think so. They raved about it and said their whole family loved it. So maybe mm-hmm. it's one that we could check out together or something, or at least check out separately and, and discuss it okay. at some point. Who knows? But anyways, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. So You know what? You've, you've warmed me up. I'm going to raise it to 5.5. Okay, 5.5. So two 7.5s and a 5.5? <laughs> yeah. And who got your MVP, did you say? Uh, I didn't say, um, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to... I'm going to give it to Stephen Root. Okay, very yeah. nice. The health inspector. Yeah. Good deal. So, who did you say was your MVP? Rose. Rose. Okay, so two roses and a root. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the roses come from the root. That's so. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, we gave it a score. We gave it an MVP. Um, did we do heads or tails this week? Uh, we didn't need to because you, uh, you won outright. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about this week? I know. I feel like this episode's petering out fast. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I had better uh, uh, strategy earlier, I could have uh, at least come out on top, or not on top of the solid tie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, at least, uh, at least you know for the if future. If I was a smarter man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did what? feel incredulous by the fact that you chose the same answer. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Because I saw he gave his answer and it was wrong, and I was like, "Oh, well, we got a tie going here." And uh-huh. then I turn to you and you give the same fucking answer. <laughs> and was wrong. Yeah, keep that in mind. Like, I mean, at least had he given the right answer, then we're like, "Well, you had no chance to win either way. You just yeah. kept it closer." But the fact that well, you no, I believe he's correct. <laughs> exactly. on this. I had no choice gonna, but to pick the right answer. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna follow suit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh well. That's okay. I just didn't want to lose worse is yeah. all. <laughs> well, and you don't need the DoorDash thing anyway, since you can use your daughter's DoorDash Well, pass. I've got this quarter over here. That's true. Yeah, you can call someone who cares. <laughs> that is true. Not anymore, Al. That is yeah. true. So is the DoorDash pass thing, like, is that where the Hulu money is going to now? Yeah, I really don't know. Like, mm-hmm. She doesn't have any money, so. Because you don't have the Hulu anymore, right? I have Hulu, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought... for Hulu. Oh, okay. I thought there was something where you didn't have it, or. Well, she paid for it at one point, didn't she? Or you were no, it was it was like Eddie's mom's account Eddie's or something. Eddie's mom was yeah, gotcha. You were sharing, but uh, that got kind of nixed. But it also works out better because I told you we canceled our, our cable, right? Yeah, you mm. mentioned that. So now yeah, we cable's just a got, chip. Nobody should have cable. We just got the Roku now, and it works out fine for us. It also does have live sports. Hulu has live sports, Alan, but usually not local live sports. <laughs> yeah. So if I want to watch the Colts, I'm like, ah, too bad, bud. Mm. We saw, like, so we don't have cable or anything like that. And Helena really wanted to watch the uh, Macy's Day Parade this mm, okay. year. Because um, it's something, like, they always watched while she was growing up. I heard they and, had uh, Shucked on there. Yeah, it was on there this year. Um, <laughs> it was a good time. But, like, so anyways, she wanted to watch it, and then we just never really got into it. It's not really my thing, and Casty was never really into it. But this year, like part of her class's lesson plan for the week was on the Macy's Day Parade, oh, and they okay. all like built floats and everything. So Casty was invested, and she wanted to watch it and everything. It's like, well, we don't have cable or whatever. But then they had like a Black Friday thing where you could get three months of Peacock for three dollars. Okay. It's like, oh well, then we'll be able to watch the parade because it comes with streaming of NBC. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Um, so we signed up for that so she could watch and everything. 
I thought you guys just went down to your local bar and you're like, hey, can you guys switch <laughs> off this football game? <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like we're watching this and it seemed like every other commercial break, there was a commercial for freeantenna.org. Oh. <laughs> so like, people could get a free antenna on the roof in order to watch these fine programs whenever without yeah. <laughs> cable or anything like that. Anybody so, got anything salacious to close with? I don't think so. We've already had our crumb talk. So. Mm-hmm. Close us out, bud. Salacious crumb. Do you get it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, oh, they where? can all be gems. <laughs> <laughs> have, have we got enough time? Yeah, yeah, we've got plenty of time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we only had like 20 minutes or something. We're up to like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now we had a lot of so stupid deaths. Yeah. That is true. Do you think the stupid deaths are what caused <laughs> <laughs> I would have to argue that those nine questions I asked did not account for more than five minutes of extra time. Exactly. Like, I don't know how much time the stupid deaths took, but it was less time than your story last week. And it took him less prep time. Fair enough. I'd like to think that he had his entire recap written yesterday, except for that story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why today he's like, I don't know, I'll need to get this baby shower. (laughs) I need quiet in the house. Genius at work he has on the front door. (laughs) Today's the day I write the great American novel. That's right. It was a good, at least seven or eight small paragraphs. It's like, catcher in the right, you got nothing on me. <laughs> Dorothy in the bath wins every dime. Take that, you phonies. <laughs> hey, I'll no, let I, you do it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that he got that story written by having a thousand chimps typing <laughs> on a thousand microphones. Exactly. It'll have to do. Yeah. We're out of time. Exactly. <laughs> Not a single one of which could type out blurst. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to do our benediction? Oh, sure. At, uh, mm. You caught him off guard. Yeah, you did. All right. So uh, to happiness, to life, to us. Stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.